0: Welcome to Weighing In on Happy, the only podcast that dives deep into discussions around weight, eating disorders, mental health, body image, intuitive eating, wellness, confidence, and so much more. Each week you'll be coached through different stories and strategies on how to start living your best life today. So, if you're ready, here's your host, Victoria Evans. Hey you guys, welcome back to Weighing In on Happy. My name is Victoria Evans and I am an intuitive eating coach and you are listening to episode number 30. So I think we can all agree that none of us are strangers to being stressed or furthermore stress eating. You know, stress is a part of our lives. It is something we deal with day in and day out, but at what point does it kind of overtake us? Does a stress eating, does the stress response in our body become too much? And I know for myself, food really became that antidote for the stress in my life. But then because I was eating so much food and in such a chaotic manner, it also became another source of my stress. So it's kind of a double-edged sword. And so today, I really want to talk about stress and stress eating, kind of what goes on in your body when you are experiencing symptoms of stress. So the definition of stressed eating is consuming food in response to your feelings, especially when you are not hungry. So we often also recur to stress eating as emotional eating. And emotional eating means it's your emotions, not your body, you know, not your hunger levels that are dictating when and how much you eat the roosters in the background sorry about that guys i'm here in bali and i'm surrounded by wildlife <laughs> so some stress eaters will reach for food when they're sad or confused and for others eating could be a way to simply avoid thinking about problems or taking the action required to solve them you know i know for myself stress eating was really how i coped and i was overwhelmed at the end of the day i just want to shut my mind off and not think anymore and eating was how i did that You know, food really offered that comfort and it's the least healthy foods that offer the most comfort because, you know, it's those high fat, high calorie foods that we love so much that will make us feel better in the short term that give us the biggest change of headspace. Now, the thing with stress is that too much of it is really tough on our body and causes a lot of health problems outside of the fact that it's simply not enjoyable to be stressed. (laughs) So let me explain to you what actually happens to your body when you get stressed. So, for example, have you ever gotten email from your boss with a huge project and you're instantly overwhelmed? You maybe had the desire to get up and just run away from your desk, like just get the hell out of there. So the desire to flee is one of the body's natural responses to stress. That's part of the fight or flight response, which is a cerebral and hormonal reaction to life endangering events. And here's how that works. So if you imagine someone jumped out at you with a weapon, let's say a knife, this sets off a domino effect in your body. So your brain, or more precisely the manager of your brain known as the thalamus, would be the first to react. And so when your thalamus reacts, it sets off your amygdala, and that's the part of your brain responsible for processing your emotions. So once your amygdala for emotions has reacted, this activates the hypothalamus. This is the area in charge of regulating the autonomic nervous system. Now, the autonomic nervous system is divided into three parts, the sympathetic nervous system, the parasympathetic nervous system, and the enteric nervous system. So I've spoken before about the parasympathetic, which is the rest, digest, and heal, the sympathetic, which is that fight or flight mode, and then finally the enteric, which is more gastrointestinal, which we're not gonna really touch on today. However, what happens is when the autonomic nervous system has been activated, what happens is it conveys a message to your adrenal glands. And so your adrenal glands are going to start pumping out adrenaline. And that's a hormone that prepares your body to react quickly and potentially violently if that's required. So essentially this whole domino effect, this whole chain reaction makes you more alert and prepares you to fight or flee potentially life-threatening situations. Now at this point, you would not be craving food and stress eating because you have all that adrenaline pumping, you're ready to fight. So you're not thinking about eating, you're thinking about staying alive. But then, once that adrenal gland's run out, once you're out of adrenaline, your body's gonna switch to cortisol. And cortisol is the neurotransmitter for the anticipation of pain, which has a similar hormonal effect to adrenaline. So, essentially, when we're in a high stress situation, you know, a lot of the time in everyday life, we are just as likely to trigger this response of fight or flight mode and pumping out adrenaline and cortisol in the exact same way as if we were being attacked by someone with a knife. Now, this is a problem. This is a huge problem. Because when you have this stress response in non-life-threatening situations, this means that all day long, you're just sitting at your desk or going about your life, producing adrenaline and cortisol for hours on end. You know, emails from your boss or worrying about food in your body and calories and how you look. But when you're constantly doing this, this creates a huge hormonal imbalance that can be really detrimental to your health. A hormonal imbalance that will often result in sickness and fatigue and weight gain. And then when we're tired, not feeling great, we also tend to reach for processed foods to comfort ourselves, to make ourselves feel better. So this imbalance is what happens when you get stressed and our body enters the sympathetic state, which is the fight or flight mode. And if we're constantly stressed, we end up in a sympathetic dominant state. So I kind of think about it as if your nervous system was like a teeter totter. So if you are stressed all the time, that one side of the teeter-totter, that sympathetic state is going to be so heavily weighted down. And then the other side of the teeter-totter is going to be that parasympathetic state. So that's when you're rest, digest, and heal. And it's going to be way up in the air because you are so heavy into that sympathetic stressed state. And so the parasympathetic, the parasympathetic nervous system, when it's activated, it actually produces a calm and relaxed feeling in the mind and the body people can actually learn to trigger their parasympathetic nervous system and that reduces the stress immediately. So again, it's kind of like intentionally shifting the weight on the teeter-totter from the sympathetic state over the other side of the teeter-totter, which is the parasympathetic state. So it's kind of like they're very much the opposites you know, on one side. You have the sympathetic on the other side, you have the parasympathetic and stress is when you're in the sympathetic to get out of that stress, you want to get into the parasympathetic so you can rest and digest and heal. So now that you kind of a brief overview of what stress looks like on the body. Let's now look at three tips to manage a stress and thus also manage stress eating. So the first thing is to actually identify what is stressing you out. So often we'll just say, oh, we're stressed. Over it's too much over overwhelmed overtired and we never dig any deeper. We never get curious about what is actually going on and we can't expect to change if we don't have anywhere to start from we have no starting point point. and I always kind of compare it, you know, if we're trying to get to a destination where we reduce stress like on the maps. We have to know where our current location is. We have to know where we are. So we have to identify what those triggers are. What is happening, getting curious. And that's something I really help my clients with is understanding what those triggers are so that we can do something about them. Because if you don't know what the trigger is, then you can't hope to ultimately change what your response is. So challenging you, when you are noticing that you're eating and you're not actually hungry, what is happening right before that? What is going on? What is the thoughts passing through your brain? Because once you're able to kind of isolate that, it becomes a lot easier to identify when you are stress eating and thus where that stress is coming from. The second tip is to really understand the importance of minimizing the activation of the sympathetic nervous system. So, the sympathetic nervous system, again, that fight or flight mode, can be really detrimental to our health if we are in that state too often. It leads to those imbalances that we talked about before. And that leads to fatigue and headaches, decreased immunity, sleep problems, mood swings, food cravings, irritability, eating to relieve the fatigue, <laughs> dizziness, digestive distress, different diseases, mental illness. Like, it's stress does a number on your body so those are just a few things that it does but making it an absolute necessity a priority in your life to stay out of that sympathetic state as much as possible and get into that parasympathetic state which is that rest digest and heal and so going back to tip one the first is understanding what actually gets you into that state what are those triggers And then from there, once you understand the impact it can have on your health, that's a huge motivator to want to change it. The third tip is to learn various techniques to encourage the activation of the parasympathetic nervous system. So there are many techniques that a person can use to actually strengthen and activate their parasympathetic nervous system. And again, going back to the teeter-totter, when you focus more on the parasympathetic and you strengthen it, What you're doing is you're shifting that weight out of the sympathetic so reducing that stress and thus your ability to cope with stress and manage it effectively but in general some things you can do would be to spend time in nature so surround yourself with green trees and grass and you know try to get your feet in the soil which is called grounding when you get your feet right onto the earth and there's so many powerful studies that show the effectiveness of reducing stress and anxiety when you actually have your feet physically onto the earth. Another way would be to get a massage. Another way would be to practice meditation. Another way would be deep abdominal breathing. So I do a lot of box breathing with my clients as a a really accessible, easy way to start to transition into meditation if meditation is something that is a bit too difficult. Box breathing is really an active meditation. It gives you something to focus on instead of just trying to empty your mind. Also, even focusing on a word or a mantra that is really soothing for you. So for example, I say, I am here now and I am safe. I am here now and I am safe. And that really brings me back to this moment and instead of spiraling out about whatever's happening, I will literally tell my body that there's no danger. You know, I'm safe. We don't need to be in that sympathetic state. Another way would be to play with animals or children or pet animals. It's very calming for your body. Practicing yoga or Tai Chi, doing progressive relaxation, getting acupuncture, even just putting your phone down will help you get into a more parasympathetic state and help you to strengthen that, which is going to, again, help you get out of that sympathetic state as much as possible. So I know that was really heavy on the science, but again, I think it's really important to understand what is going on in our body, why we are stress eating, what it does to us. And from that space, once we're more educated, it's a lot easier to implement tools to make change. And so I hope that you guys learned something today. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. If that is the case, then I do invite you to rate and review. I'd love to know what you think. I want to know what you want to hear more of. Additionally, if you want to learn more about my one-on-one coaching program, where I help women to stop food fear and guilt so that they can eat effortlessly and intuitively, please check out my website, www.VictoriaEvansOfficial.com. You can also find me on Instagram at Victoria Evans Official, where I'm extremely active there. Until next week, you guys, I hope you have a fabulous day. Bye bye.